We will be going through the book of, uh, uh, we are going through the book of Acts. So we were touching Acts chapter 1 last time. So today we are going to uh, Acts chapter 2. Um, so I'll read that one. There are some difficult words there, but I'll try my best to read that one in English version, you know. <laughs> but it's not, uh, uh, it's complicated like a dance n- n- uh, reading, you know, so there are complicated words. I'll say, uh, next time when I choose a book, I'll make sure that there is no difficult words there, you know. <laughs> no, that's not the reason. Verse 1, chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seems to be tongues of fire that separated and, uh, uh, and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in, that's the difficult word then, bewilderment. Okay, (laughs) you got it, you know. So I practiced like 20 times, even 12 o'clock last night, you know. (laughs) Because each of them heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then, how is it that each of us hear, hears them in his own native language? Pantheans, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pundus, and Asia, Persia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visits from Rome. Both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs were heard them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some have, some, some however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. No more waiting. So, I think maybe the last, the most repeated word you heard last preaching was, wait, 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 wait. Hopefully I've tried to avoid that one because no more waiting here. So in Acts chapter 1, 4, Jesus asked them, um, wait for, to receive the power from the, from heaven for all the promise of the, uh, the Holy Spirit. So that is the reason why they were waiting and waiting. For Jewish culture, waiting is not something new. Um, prophets wait for God's presence. So they knew it, even Isaiah. Those who wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. There are lots of scriptures. They are very much familiar with waiting for something. So here, something they've never experienced in their life. So they have heard about the Holy Spirit. In Old Testament, Holy Spirit came and went, walked in the life of someone someone like his, uh, Samson. God enabled them, filled him for a purpose, then departed for uh, prophets. Fill them, departed. There is a coming and going kind of stuff happen in the Old Testament. But this is something special. God is asking, Jesus was asking, this is different. Okay, you are familiar with the Holy Spirit. You are familiar with the power of the Holy Spirit kind of stuff. But this is something different. That is the reason why Jesus asked them to wait. When they, when the day of Pentecost, they came and all together in one place. Pentecost is happening, that's, that's a celebration of Jewish uh, festival that's happening 50 days after uh, uh, the, the Passover festival. So, uh, so they are waiting. And not only that, many people from uh, different parts of the world, especially under Roman Empire, they gathered in this specific place. So that is the time this something dramatic happened. I think I'd like to play a small clip of video uh, uh, to, uh, to, to illustrate that what actually happened that, uh, uh, that time. So you can watch this video. Hopefully, uh, you can see that clearly. So can you explain that video? As, as we forgive those who and lead us not into temptation, but, but deliver us from evil. 
recreate this one, you know. <laughs> because the filmmakers tried their sound effect and did their best to create it. But it's beyond description. <laughs> this is something never happened in history uh, when the writer of Acts, especially Luke, he was using his maximum vocabulary to explain it. Like the tongues of fire, earthquake, wind, and everything. What can he use? That's the maximum he can use. All he wants is to express the arrival, the arrival of the Holy Spirit. That is something breathtaking. Even there, you can see that people start speaking in tongues. Um, recently, I was talking with uh, Dan, and he just gave a, uh, uh, he was uh, me- uh, mentioning about tongues. Then, uh, then he gave a, uh, uh, the illustration he heard. I thought that it was a best example to use that one. Tongues uh, is like a something, a language you never learned. Other than something or some complicated sounds coming out, you know. For example, I'm talking to you in Malayalam for one second, or like a 20 seconds, you know. So John 316, yeah, I'm going to say that one. Why are you not saying? Oh, amen, yeah. <laughs> you know, something you never learned, you never heard. It's complicated for you, you know, what, what kind of things, you know. Even if I'm speaking in, in Malayalam, you might think I'm speaking, you, you think I'm speaking in tongues. But actually, that's a language, you know, so something you never learned. So you, you, here you heard people speaking in tongues and praising them. The, what kind of language is that one, you know. So sometimes people speak in, in a human language. Sometimes it can be heavenly language, something we never learned. It's that, it's not that complicated, you know. So, when I said a human language, like a Malayalam, you were already confused now. So think about when you hear something you never heard or never heard, imagine, you know, something heavenly language. So they were praising in their language what they're facing. They're praising, they're praising the wonders of God. Who God is, you can, you just, there's not some of the translation they put together in different languages, you know, God is good, God is great, He is the Messiah, He was the predicted one. They were praising and coming together, they were celebrating the arrival of the Holy Spirit. As I said, in the Old Testament, you can see that the Holy Spirit came and worked in specific people, especially in the nation of uh, Israel, you know, so it was for a nation and some individuals, but now, things are changing now. God is offering this, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from dead for everyone. For everyone. That is the reason why here we can see when suddenly a sound like the blowing of the violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house they were sitting, they saw what seems to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Shall we say together, each of them. Okay, each of them, individually. God is coming and filling them. God is coming and living with them. God is coming and having fellowship with them. God is having, coming and making His house, or His, like His temple. He's going to, He's going to reside in, in their life. So that is something different they never ever experienced in the life of Israel. This is something different. So that's why people were surprised. And they commented something bizarre. Are these people Galileans? 
The same way, for example, an Indian started speaking in Yorkshire accent, you will ask, is he an Indian? You know, so the, the same way, you know. How dare, you know, I'm paying a lot of money to Brian Adams and uh, Steve Mothers. They're overcharging me for their Yorkshire accent lesson now. So I gave up now. Then I went to uh, uh, John Allen for Scottish accent. Even I can't understand the instruction, you know. So I gave up that one also. So I'm sticking with uh, my Indian accent now, you know. So, <laughs> you know, so the same way they're asking, are they Galileans? They, they won't finish their sentence most of the time. They just swallow their sentence and syllables and everything, you know. So how can they talk very kind of specifically quality Jewish language and they're praising in our language. Are they from this city? Are they fishermen? But something never ever experienced that is the work of the Holy Spirit, you know. Transforming the way you do things. Transforming the way you say things. Transforming the way you act things because it's not, not by your own strength. This is by the power of the Holy Spirit. So that is why Jesus asked, wait, and now no more waiting. We can see that the glimpse, the way God wants to work in the, in the life of Jesus. At the birth of Jesus, we can see that in Luke chapter uh, 1 and 2. I'm, I'm not going there. Uh, 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 the Mary was asking a question to the angel. Uh, how How is possible since I'm a virgin? Then uh, uh, the, the angel was communicating. Don't worry about that. It's not your work. You know, the, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It will overshadow you. And there will be a creation. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus started uh, uh, growing in the city. And he was learning the scripture as a uh, little boy and as a toddler he was growing at the same time he was filled with the presence of God and growing by the power of the Holy Spirit then there was a specific incident at the time of his baptism something spectacular happened uh, shall we read Matthew three sixteen? we can see uh, uh, that scripture there Matthew uh, uh, three sixteen. and when Jesus was baptized immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heaven were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. So sometimes we can confuse, like a, we can say that Holy Spirit means dove. No, no, it's just using illustration. The same way, tons of fire. Holy Spirit doesn't mean that fire. Holy Spirit doesn't mean that it can, there are experiences there. He was just using the best illustration he can get to explain what actually happened there. When Jesus came out from the water, heaven opened, you know. Uh, so uh, so uh, we don't know how did that happen. We don't know how did that illustrate. You know, sometimes uh, God, when uh, God does supernatural things, we have limitation to explain using our human language. Even when we see, for example, the inauguration or the the opening ceremony of uh, 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 London Olympics, how do you describe that? We say, "Wow! Oh! Ooh! Amazing! Oh, that's it." Oh, is that all? Wow! Ooh! ooh amazing! What can you do more than that? Maybe you would add spectacular, breathtaking. So if you go to the dictionary, there are hundreds of meanings for that one. So you do struggle to explain something, something amazing. Here, in a Jewish culture, they are using the best example they can understand that one. Heaven opened to him and saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. So you can see that something happening. What actually happened after that? Acts 2.32, we can read, Acts 2.32, the Jesus, this Jesus, this Jesus, God raised, and of that we will all witness. The same Jesus was raised now. He's been raised. So, that's the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. How did the Holy Spirit work in the life of Jesus when he was doing ministry? Acts 10.38, I read that one last, uh, uh, last time when I was preaching, Acts 10.30, one of my I want to say favorite verse. I really like that verse, you know. <laughs> uh, Acts 1, uh, 10, 38. If you turn to Acts 10, 38, we can see that one. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power. So, look at Jesus. The Holy Spirit came and uh, uh, lived and resided in his life. And now he's 
walking for ministry. He's moving here and there, but with the Holy Spirit and power. Holy Spirit is not power. Sometimes people can understand. Uh, uh, people have a misunderstanding. Holy Spirit means that some sort of power. No, Holy Spirit is a person. Is God. He's one of the person in, in the Trinity, you know. That's, uh, uh, so he is God. And he is coming and living and empowering Jesus, Holy Spirit, and power as a person and strength. Verse uh, uh, 38, I'll read that one. Uh, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Shall we say it together? God was with him. Does it mean that, how is that possible? How did that happen? How can God he be with him? That is through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus saying, look at me. I came down as a human. I'm walking like you. I'm eating like you. I'm sleeping like you. I'm, 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 I'm going through difficult situations like you. But the way I lead my life, the, the way I heal the sick, the way I raise the red, it's not my strength. It is the strength of the Holy Spirit in me. So he's just pointing. It's not about, uh, you know, it's like uh, doing your muscle business or trying to do something. I'm completely, fully, wholly relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a gift from my Father. So that's the way I'm moving. When I'm raising the dead, I'm not saying, hey, I did it. No, I'm giving glory to my Father. Why did that happen? He anointed me. With the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is just pointing the way uh, God wants to do things in our life. It's a gift. But why God, God didn't give that gift before that? You know, so in the, in the, in the time of, his, at the time of uh, 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 Samson, at the time of David, why did this gift come into our life? If it is a gift, God could come in part and, in, you know, just to pour out his spirit to all the, the people even at the time of the, the Old Testament, you know, even before the death of Jesus. Why that didn't happen? The main reason, we were not ready to receive that one. We were condemned. We were full of guilt and shame. For example, if a person in a courtroom about to send them to death, if you're buying an iPod or iPad for him as a gift, just imagine... Or like a 500 quid John Lewis voucher. Hey, guy! <laughs> Look at this! It's amazing! You know the latest uh, 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 iPhone 5S? Within minutes he's going to be <laughs> sent to death. He's just standing there. There is no joy. Whatever gifts you, you are offering to that person, he or she can't accept that one because he and she knows that within minutes, within seconds, oh, you are not going to enjoy that one. That is one of the reasons God didn't pour His Spirit to people because they were not ready to receive that one. But after the death of Jesus, Jesus said, it been paid. There is no more condemnation. There is freedom. There is, there is victory through the blood of Jesus. There is salvation. You can receive the power of the Holy Spirit now. That is the reason why Jesus asked them, wait. At the cross he said, it's been paid. And now you can enjoy the lavish, amazing, abandoned presence of God day and night. Amen. That's a great news. Now we can receive the gift through the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, through Jesus uh, 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 as a gift. Acts 2.32 is uh, uh, Paul, Peter was trying to communicate that to the people, to the Jewish audience. We will just read that one, even though I didn't read the whole chapter of uh, Acts 2. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 32. God has raised this Jesus to life. And we all are witness of this, the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and poured out. I want you to repeat that word. Poured out. No, a bit more. 
poured out. Poured out. Oh, with more expression, you know, open your uh, uh, arms and say, poured out. Poured out. Oh, don't hit left or right, you know, just say, be gentle. God, you know, God poured out His Spirit. Oh, God gave His Spirit for us. There is no more restriction. There is no more uh, rules and regulations. Jesus said, you know, in, in, in John chapter 7, don't go there, 36 and 37, he said, on the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. How much? There is no restriction. How much? There is no limitation. How much? There is no Terms and conditions. Only thing, you need the hunger and thirst to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. That is it. So here, Jesus is inviting. He poured out. I love that word. Poured out. What you now see and hear. This is it happening now. This is it. Guys, don't be surprised. Don't be astonished. This has been written, especially in, 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 in Joel, you know, Joel. Oh, that is in English, Joel. In Malayalam, we say Joel. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Joel is there. At the last day, okay, uh, let me go there. Then we can say, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will be prophesy. Your young men will see vision and all men will see dreams. Even on my servants, both men and... Seems like they are not that interested, you know. Both men and women. Young and old. Toilets and babies. Samuel and Abigail. God wants to fill, pour out His presence. Such a joyful message from King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want to come and live with you. Not only just a personal presence, I'm going to empower you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to edify you. I'm going to be with you. In the midst of struggles, in the midst of victories, no matter what kind of circumstances, the main glorifying, amazing message, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords is with you. Amen. That's the greatest thing. The pour out your spirit. No more waiting. How did that happen in, in the book of Acts? After hearing this message, people start moving to different places. Because Jesus said, in Jerusalem, in Samaria, in Judea, in all the parts of the earth, the ends of the earth, you will proclaim the same good news. Because Jesus saves, you can do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 8, verse, uh, uh, Acts chapter, we will go to some other scriptures then. Acts chapter 8, verse 14 and 17. So they are moving to, uh, 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 to a specific place, especially, uh, in Acts chapter they are moving to uh, Shamaria, then uh, Ethiopia there. You can see different things happen. Especially this is happening in Shamaria. So Philip was moving there. Uh, uh, so Acts chapter 8 verse 14 and uh, 17. 14 to 17. Now when the apostles at the Jerusalem heard the Shamarians, heard, uh, Shamarians had received the word of Lord. I'll give a bit of uh, background. Otherwise you can, uh, you can lose a bit. Okay. After receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, or after receiving the Holy Spirit, uh, in this dramatic place, uh, at, at the, or, uh, uh, in Jerusalem, they start moving to different places. One of the places they went was Shamaria. That's one of the neighboring places. They went there, they shared the gospel, told about the King of Kings, the saving King, and they received the word. And they received the word. It is two different things. Sometimes people can understand, uh, have a uh, confusion like, uh, okay, receiving the word or getting saved and being anointed by the Holy Spirit can be a similar thing. It's a single thing. Actually, if you go through the scripture, step by step, that's not the case here. There are places they receive the word, then 
Is it something distinctive, different? Paul is asking the question. Oh, they were asking the question. Have you received the Holy Spirit? They say, we never heard about that one. What is that? So they know Jesus. They heard the gospel. But they never received the power of the Holy Spirit. They never received the promise. So specifically, now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard Shamarians had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who come down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They might receive the Holy Spirit. That is what my Bible says. It is something different. Salvation is the work of the Holy Spirit. Knowing God, opening your eyes to see the truth, turning to God, that's a gift. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But receiving the Holy Spirit, being anointed by the Holy Spirit, sending for a mission, empowering is something different. God wants to do it in a different way. So they sent, they might receive, came down and prayed for them that they might Receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on them any of, uh, fallen on any of them. But they had only baptized in the name of Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them. They received the Holy Spirit. Have you seen that one? That is different. They heard about Jesus. They got saved. Now, they don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. That's the time. It's not about laying the hands. That's not the magic thing. It's Jesus. But recognizing the need of being anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, God was using the leadership to, uh, to communicate that to, to the church. You should receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So they laid their hands and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts 9 verse 17. Acts 9 verse 17. So Ananias, this is the case of Paul. Paul was transformed by meeting with Jesus on the way to Damascus. He was a very dramatic encounter. He was going to attack the church. Then God stopped him and said, what are you doing? Then there was an encounter with Jesus. He was converted into the way of Jesus. He was converted into Christianity. Then he was waiting that's the time God asked another guy called Ananias and asked him, go and pray for him. I want to fill him. He got saved. He knows Jesus. He had an encounter with Jesus. But now, he's in his house. He's blind. He doesn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. You go and tell him. Before, he was using the Roman authority, the power and the strength to do things, to destroy the church. Now he can go by his own strength. He needs me if he wants to move forward. Because he met with me. So not only just a personal relationship, I want to have a, I want to live in his life. Not only that, I want to empower him for the mission and for the kingdom purpose. So God is sending a guy called Ananias, departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me that you may regain your sight, you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you seen that one? Filled with the Holy Spirit. To receive the outpouring. Something gift. God has given you. You already received the gift of salvation. The same God wants to give you another gift. That is the Holy Spirit. Before salvation, you can't receive that one. Condemnation, shame, sin. Because you are sentenced to death. There's no hope. But now, you got saved. It's another amazing thing. God wants to do. He wants to fill you with his power. He wants to come and live with you. Acts 10, 44, you can see, a bit different, that's in the Gentiles receiving, uh, when uh, Paul was, uh, Peter was preaching uh, the gospel to these people, um, uh, they received uh, the gospel. What happened there? Acts 10, chapter 44 till 46. While Peter was still saying these things, what are the things? The gospel. Maybe about the Holy Spirit also there. 
The Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. I love the word, you know, fell on them, pour out, you know, just outpouring, heaven opened. It's, I think, poor, uh, Luke really struggled, you know. <laughs> He's using, what, what else I can use? This is something big, huge. In our intellectual mindset, it is quite difficult for us to grasp these kind of things. This morning I was thinking, even I do struggle to understand DVLA's uh, a code of regulation how to drive. <laughs> Recently, I used to spend hours and hours and spending, uh, bringing some legislation to uh, uh, disable uh, people kind of things. I was thinking like, uh, that they will, we will get the cream, the last bit. If you, if you, if they give the, 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 the white paper or green paper, what do you call that one? So, I will be faint by reading that, you know, gone. Even a human legislation, I can't understand. I'm struggling to understand. I don't know how iPhone works. I don't know how the computer works. I don't know how this system works. But still, I trust in that kind of things, you know. But when God says something, we do wrestle with Him. And say, I don't understand that one. Sorry, I can't believe that one. So, but you still use something mechanical, even though you don't understand that one. There's no logic in that one. <laughs> I don't know all the mechanics of this car, so I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to fly because I never flew an fl- aeroplane. No. Oh, you can walk to India then. <laughs> That's logic. We always argue with when God says something. Here, simply... God is offering, I want to pour out my spirit. I want to do great things in your life. While Peter was still saying these things, Acts 10, 44 and 46, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. Shall we say it together? Fell on all who heard the word. Say it together. Fell on all who heard the word. You are Listening to the word of God. The same spirit is here. He can do the same thing more than you ask or think today. Because that's his lavish, amazing gift for the church. Because he wants to, he loved to be with us. He loved us. Not because of we are likable. Because he loved us. Because God is love. That's his character. So he's inviting and the believers among them, circumcised who had come with Peter, were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and exalting uh, God. And uh, Peter is explaining what is actually happening there. Lots of lots of things, you know. So if you spend hours and hours, we can see reference after reference, reference after reference. I'll go to the last one, then we will move forward. Acts 19. Acts 19. What is happening in Acts 19? That Paul in Ephesus, he met a group of people there. They were not Christians. They know gospel. Especially they were followers of John the Baptist. They heard about the repentance kind of gospel as a, 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 a story. Especially um, um, Dan was preaching about turning back, you know, turning towards. Uh, last preach, he was specifically mentioning about turning back. Uh, that was repentance baptism. So they got baptized uh, under John's teaching. This is the place Paul is visiting and met these guys. They are devoted people. Paul said to, uh, uh, they ask. Uh, while apostles and in Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. Uh, there he found some disciples and asked him, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Just imagine. They never heard something. They were looking and staring at him. What is that? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Is something existing here? So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism. That's the repentance, you know, turning back to God. They replied, Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told to people to believe that one coming after him, that is in Jesus, on hearing this, 
they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. And they spoke in tongues and prophesied. They, uh, they were about 12 men together. You can see another place. They heard the gospel, laid their hands. They received something amazing from God. Why is this so important, you know? Why is so important in our life? There's a um, chapter called Ezekiel, or there is a book called Ezekiel in, in Old Testament, in 47. You don't need to go there. There's a big story there. It's using an example or a story or analogy of the temple there. So a temple is a place, is a representing the presence of God. The place God dwells or God lives, kind of things. When we hear temple, uh, if you're an Indian, you suddenly go to some of the Hindu temples. When you're here, so I don't know. It's a place God dwells. That's a representing place kind of things. Then the prophet is rising, uh, writing something about river coming out from the temple. Okay? This river is going, and this river is going. This river is not just going. Wherever this river goes, there is life. Dead places are changed. Dead trees are changed. No fish turn to full of fish. There are transformation happening there. If you have time, you can read that one when you go home. Ezekiel chapter 47. There is a big analogy connected to the temple... The living water is coming out and the living water is transforming all unpredictable circumstances by the, uh, the, the life in this water. That's an analogy using that one. In John chapter 7, I just mentioned before, 36 and 37, on the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. I think we can go there and read that one. So then I can... Uh, explain a bit more there. John chapter 7, verse 36 and 37. Are you with me? Only five people? Are you with me? Okay. John chapter 7, verse 35. The Jews said to another, oh, oh, okay, then, yeah, 37. On the last day of the greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, because there was no amplifier or microphone there. And it was really important also. If anyone thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture, he said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Okay? So I already mentioned in Ezekiel, there was a water story there. That is transforming things. Here Jesus using again as the scripture says. There are plenty of scriptures there. We don't have time to go there. Plenty of scripture. Uh, life, water coming out from the temple. Transforming things. By this he meant the spirit. Whom those who believed in him were little to receive. At that time this Holy Spirit didn't come. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given or we were not worthy to receive it. We were not in a position to receive it because we were under condemnation, sin, and we are in a courtroom like this. Holy Spirit, now I'm going to die. What's the point? The power of God for what? Something special coming, God wants it? No, it's no point. Unless and until you receive the salvation gift, you can't enjoy the power of the Holy Spirit. Then he was saying, if I, by, by this means, up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. So this is something from the Father, through Jesus, through his death and resurrection. It's a gift through Jesus for us because Jesus paid the price so we can have the fellowship with God. Corinthians 
We are the temple of God. Paul is saying we are the temple of God. God lives in us. Okay? The Old Testament temple, living water coming out from the Old Testament, transforming things. New Testament saying, you are the temple of God. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. So what is going to happen? The rivers of living water will come through your life. Amen. Can you see that? The way God is teaching, you know. We are the temple of God. Not only j- just have some wishy-washy feeling, you know. So even last, uh, I think, uh, a couple of days back in uh, Christ Central prayer meeting, uh, Wednesday, we uh, uh, personally, I had an amazing encounter with the Holy Spirit. I can't stand. <laughs> I was on the floor for 45, one hour, you know, just, I know. It was pouring out the Spirit, you know. I was just, I was trying to get up. No, I can't, I, don't, I can't you know, just... Uh, God was meeting with me, talking with me, strengthening me. Lots of things happening. I don't care what is going on. I don't care. I don't care who was looking at me. All I was enjoying the presence of God. Because that's something special. Meeting with a king is special. Fellowship is something special. Romans Romans. Uh, John 1.12, he gave a promise to all who received him. He gave the right to become the children of God. That's a salvation gift. Then, the second gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Romans 5.5 God's love has been poured out into our heart through the Holy Spirit who has given to us God's love how can I experience the love of God receiving the power of the Holy Spirit receiving the Holy Spirit yes you can experience that through the Holy Spirit not only that in Romans 8 16 the Spirit himself bear witness with my with, with our spirit that we are God's children can you see that one here at the time of baptism when Jesus came out and said this is my beloved son the declaration from the Father and the Holy Spirit is coming upon him. Here, Romans 8 says, the Holy Spirit testify with our spirit, this is my child. The same testimony from Father through Holy Spirit. This is my child. The confirmation again and again. Corinthians, we can read that as it is, God has established us with you in Christ and has anointed us. That in 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. Too many scriptures. I'm not going for everywhere. Because I'm just putting, uh, mainly focusing on the point. And who has also put a seal on us. And given us his spirit in our heart as a guarantee. Holy Spirit is saying. Empowering us. Equipping us. We are the temple of God. God lives in our heart. And using his power to equip us. To be a witness for his glory and for his kingdom. It's a gift. It's free. (laughs) Nothing is free. Now this is free because Jesus paid the price. We can't do that one. This is an amazing thing. Through this, many nations were blessed. At the time of uh, Acts 2. Pantheons. Greeks. Romans, people from different nations and tongues were amazed by seeing, by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Personally, they met with Jesus, received the power of the Holy Spirit, but this encounter equipped them to communicate the bigger picture. Amen. It's not like, a, oh, 1996, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Woo! It was powerful, you know, just, uh, yeah, the Spirit was moving. Yeah, yeah, no. It will flow. Tend to your person and say, it will flow. You can't stop it. <laughs> oh, come on, please, you know. 
You will share the good news to the person, you know. You might be frightened. The same Peter, couple of hours back, couple of days back, frightened to testify God, Jesus. He didn't say, I don't know this guy, Jesus, who, who cares about him? And he cursed and he did everything to renounce him. The same Peter stood up and standing before thousands of people, before Roman Empire, who cares you? I do care Jesus now. What is the change? The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Meeting with God will transform you. Doesn't mean that you are going to the preacher's corner in London and preaching and shouting. Doesn't mean that. The boldness, the courage, the assurance. Because each time the seal, the mark from the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit testifying with our spirit, we are God's children. We are living in a multicultural age. How many nations are in Sheffield? 80 plus. 10 Somalis. 10 Bangladeshis. 10 Indian. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, Somalis, you don't need to f- fear about Boko Haram here. <laughs> you don't need a visa. Nations are just here. When the power of the God, Ginny was just mentioning, you know, uh, God was uh, 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 communicating, the revival is coming, it's beyond our understanding, we are not seeing it, God is at work, because nations are here, we don't need a visa to Saudi Arabia, your head will be chopped there, but here you will be, you are safe, but you need the Holy Spirit to communicate with boldness, you need the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the boldness to communicate the way God wants to use us. I was uh, doing some research about uh, globalization. Then I came across this on, on in the, in the uh, internet. Uh, how can you define globalization on the basis of uh, 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 Diana's death? An English princess with an Egyptian boyfriend crashes in a French tunnel driving a German car with a Dutch engine driven by a Belgian who was drunk on Scottish, Scottish whiskey, sorry Alan, followed close by Italian paparazzi on a Japanese motorcycle treated by an American doctor using Brazilian medicines. This is sent to you by an Indian using Bill Gates technology and you are probably reading this on a computer or you're seeing here or you're just hearing that that used Taiwanese chips and Korean monitor assembled by Bangladeshi workers in a Singapore plant transported to Pakistani lorry drivers hijacked by Indonesians and loaded by silicon uh, longshoremen and trucked to you by Mexican this is being read by an Indian lived in England for four years with an English wife and two Anglo-Indian boys Nations are here. It's not just about the wishy-washy feeling. God wants to empower the church to demonstrate the bigger picture. I want to save you. I want to pour out my spirit so I can have fellowship with you. It's free. It came upon them. Anyone thirst? Come to me and drink. No more waiting. No more waiting. Still we have waiting time to hear from God for different things. Like Mark was waiting for four months, five months, six months, praying, seeking God, bits and pieces, jigsaws coming here and there. But we are doing that because we are relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we won't do that one. We will just go and do things. But God wants to pour out His Spirit on us. No more waiting. The, uh, the, the, this gift is available to everyone. Not in our strength. We, are, we want to rely. We, want, we are declaring, God, I need you more than anything. Some people say, I'm not worthy. Of course, you're not. <laughs> I'm not a good person. You are a bad person. M- m- more than you think. That's the situation. The minimum qualification to come to Jesus is you should be at least a sinner. We have that one. The minimum qualification. We should be a sinner. But Jesus' grace is there. You are coming to Jesus 
not to the people laying hands. Jesus is the giver. Salvation is a gift. He wants to pour out his spirit. You may speak in tongues. You may not speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is not the evidence of the, the authentic evidence of the, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It can happen. You may prophesy. You may not prophesy. But above all, the joy, the assurance, the strength, the boldness, God reliance, celebration. In the midst of persecution, in Acts 13, you can read that one. After they shook the, shook the, uh, the, their desk from the feet and they, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In the prison, after persecution, Paul and, uh, 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 Paul and Barnabas or Paul and Silas or Paul and Silas, they were, uh, uh, you know, just like they were worshiping God. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's free. God wants to pour out that to you. Especially when you're hearing this word, God is at work today. I'd like to invite the band to come forward. We have a time of worship time, you know. It's free. There's no pressure. But you never receive that. God, you are doing that. I want that one. This is something distinctive experience. Something different from salvation. God wants to do it to you. Only thing, our open heart. God, I can't understand everything. But I love to receive that. Let's stand.